I randomly ended up in a meeting at Facebook's offices here in New York last week, maybe two weeks ago. And uh, with the head of Oculus, he was saying the big focus at Facebook right now is Portal integrating into business. Um, and so Portal, we got portals. At, we got a portal at our house. We got a portal. Uh, gave one to all the grandparents and all the aunts and uncles for our family to communicate. It's incredible connected to our TVs. And I think businesses having this portal thing, I just think Facebook is taking what they're doing from- Like to replace Zoom? Like they're gunning at yeah. Zoom? Yes, yeah. they're gunning at Zoom. And it makes sense. I mean, it's $99 for this thing to connect to my TV. If I could connect conference room to conference room, right? I'm looking at a thousand bucks, what I've done with hardware with Zoom. And this yeah, no thing follows me around our living room in a high definition video. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by Aaron Magnuson. Aaron, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Welcome, is, everybody. As, as a co-host, I think this is maybe episode number 10 or so. Man, just adding them to my resume. This is good. This is good. We're getting a good flow. Uh, love having you as a co-host on the podcast, Aaron. Today, we're talking about the future of Facebook, future of social media, we're talking about Mark Zuckerberg. We're talking about Mark Zuckerberg's uh, state of the union. I don't, I don't know what you call it. Every year he posts at the beginning yeah. of the year what he's focused on, what he's doing, and uh, it's always pretty interesting. Yeah. I'd love to know, Aaron, what's your, what's your take on Mark Zuckerberg in general? What, have you <laughs> been a fan of him? Have you been annoyed by him? What's, what's been your personal feelings about Mark Zuckerberg? That's an interesting question. Uh, that up until this moment, I have never thought about before, but uh, I do have an answer because subconsciously, clearly I have been thinking about this. Okay. Um, I think him doing these posts, by the way, is kind of like us uh, in churches or in the church world when we do some vision casting at the beginning of the year. This is just like, hey guys, our whole, everybody who's on board with this, everybody who's on board with what we're doing, down with what we're doing, this is where we're going. And so I appreciate that he does it through Facebook and that he gets such a big response through Facebook to yes. the point where we're going to talk about it on a podcast. My impression of Mark Zuckerberg, um, I would put him in the company with commissioners of sports leagues. Hmm. Um, and the reason that I would do that is because they find themselves in lots of situations that uh, they're like rightly so they, they, they fall into, but like their job, I feel like falls outside of their job description. Uh, and, and the best example of this would be in like speaking into legal matters, speaking into speaking in the courtroom, um, those sorts of things. And so they're, they are where they are because they're really good at the skill set of being a commissioner or the CEO of Facebook or, you know, the president of social media, whatever you want to say. But um, they find themselves going into these other waters. And when they enter into other waters, that's outside of their skill set. Uh, those who are bold enough to go there, uh, we criticize and we rip them to shreds. And so to me, when I look at Mark Zuckerberg I, and I read a post like this, uh, it's articulate, it's well thought out, 
Yes. He's a genius. He's a really smart guy. He's got a clear vision for where he wants to take his league, Facebook, right? And, and, and certain commissioners are better than others. Uh, the NBA is doing a great job right now. NFL, not so much. But um, when they're in their zone, you're reminded of who they are, but they make the press and they get criticized when they step outside of that. And so my take on Mark Zuckerberg is a positive one because the negative critiques come at him, not when he's in his wheelhouse and not when he's doing what he's really good at, made a career of doing, but when you see him in those rare instances where his job has led him into other situations and, and they're like, well, he seems shady and he seems all of this. And it's like, well, yeah, he's, he's, in a, he's out of his comfort zone, but he's bold enough to step into that because he is good at what he does. Uh, and so my take on Mark Zuckerberg is, I, I don't know whether, you know, I don't know him personally. I don't know if he's a good guy or not, but I know, like I read a post like this, I see what Facebook does. I see the strides that they take. Uh, and it seems congruent with the things that he, that we're about to read in this post. Uh, and I like him. I like yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. Like, I, yeah. I, and I like his league. I don't yeah. like Roger Goodell and, but I like the <laughs> NFL. I don't like Roger Goodell yeah. uh, because I think even in his wheelhouse, I have problems with him, but I'd rather judge people on their wheelhouse, not yes. when they're doing things that fall outside of their scope. Yeah. Uh, love the NBA. So there you go. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm How do you, what, what's your take on Mark Zuckerberg? I think that's a good alignment uh, with, with Goodell and a commissioner and yeah. uh, because in many ways it's their job to, to govern you know yes, that sir. that area and, and obviously they still report to an overall government but um yeah it's a it's an interesting um dynamic i've got sirens here in the background if you get that hey, makes it authentic I feel like every every episode we got to get a little distraction here yeah in the city because uh, i there's a chance it's mine as no, well it's me it's you know, me oh, here yeah. uh yeah. so so i think i think zuckerberg smart guy you look back like 10 years he was so awkward in interviews they there's even yeah. this one where he didn't even blink through the whole interview. Um, yes. And so he, uh, he's come a long way, but he's in, I, I heard him, I remember hearing it was kind of a cool moment for you hearing him at F8, but he was still incredibly awkward. Totally. Um, that's not him. I mean, he's not a yeah. stage guy. He's a get behind. He still codes. Um, totally. But I think too, I, I was at a conference where I was speaking one time and get Q and A and somebody said, why are you supporting the Antichrist? I'm like, what do you mean supporting the Antichrist? <laughs> well, everybody knows Mark Zuckerberg's the Antichrist. Come on. I don't think Mark Zuckerberg's the Antichrist. No. I, I, don't, I don't know where he stands in his faith. I think he's gone through a journey. I've paid attention to sure. it a little bit. Um, I don't think he's a Christian, but I think he does things intentionally to yes. support Christians. Um, yeah. I'm grateful for that. So, Aaron, let's dig into – I want to just read it, uh, yeah. and then we're going we're gonna to break. So you, do you want to start? Read, read the first maybe paragraph here. Yeah, we'll do, do a little popcorn reading here. Yeah. This, the, uh, the skill of popcorn reading is paying is off Bring in it real back. time right now. Everybody yes. did it in elementary school. It's about to, yeah. it's about yep. to pay off. Uh, yeah, Mark starts his, starts his post. This is on January 9th at 11.13 a.m., just like any of us when we post to Facebook. Uh, he starts it off saying every new year, this is in 2020, by the way. I don't know if I stated that. Every new year of the last decade, I set a personal challenge. My goal was to grow in new ways outside of my day-to-day -day work running Facebook. These led me to learn Mandarin, code an AI assistant for my home, read more books, run a lot more, learn to hunt and cook, and get more comfortable with public speaking. It just sounds like one of the guys, right? Like that's one just guys. The opening just a normal paragraph, dude. Paragraph, no different. Learning Mandarin, yep. AI, uh, coding the AI assistant for your home. Um, 
but, he, you know, but he's also admitting I'm trying to get comfortable with public speaking. Yeah, you know? that's right. As with the CEO, maybe one of the top five biggest companies in the world. Totally. You would think public speaking would be natural. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you don't, don't have any outside no. of the humanization of it. No, nothing, nothing really to add in there. Yeah. yeah. When I started these challenges, my life was almost all about building the Facebook website. And then he puts in parentheses, it was mostly a website at the time. Now there's so much more to learn from. At Facebook, we're building lots of different apps and technology, ranging from a new private social platform to augmented and virtual reality. And we're handling a lot more social responsibility. That's a big one. And yes. outside Facebook, I'm a father now, and I love spending time with my family, working on our philanthropy, and improving at the sports and hobbies I've picked up over the years. So while I'm glad I did annual challenges over the last decade, it's time to do something different. So, so I got a question for you, Aaron. What yeah, throw it in sports there. do you think it is that Mark Zuckerberg yeah. plays? Because I, I don't even <laughs> picture him. I mean, imagine him putting on some pads and, go, and going on the football field. Yeah, you thought he was bad at public speaking. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Table tennis? I feel like Mark Zuckerberg would be a killer ping pong player. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't – let me say it this way. I don't think it's the traditional sports that you yes. and I are thinking of. I yes. think uh, he knows way – racquetball maybe? Like I could see him being a racquetball <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, Something that you could pick up with some guys at the gym. Uh, yeah. Do you? Did you? Did something pop into your head? Do you, do no, just bowling, that. I, bowling, I, I mean, I, I was picturing him doing one thing: one in a basketball uniform, uh, <laughs> tank top, uh, with and, a headband. He's got to have a headband with the headband sure. uh, yeah. and and the uh, you know and, and the tube socks. Yes. And then I see him, uh, you know, obviously football with the helmet. Like I don't even yes. know if he's like kicker. Uh, right. And then, and then baseball, like, I mean, where do you stick them? You know? Pitching, yeah. I don't maybe? know. I, I don't know. Uh, but coding, yeah. so I, the I, was, dugout. I was surprised to read about the sports, but he did drop a big line here, Aaron. Yeah. He said, ranging from a new private social network to augmented and virtual reality. What do you think he's talking about? A new private social network? I mean, when I think of, yeah, that's interesting. Um, privacy. I get, yeah, I don't know. I the only the only and we've mentioned it a couple times on here, the only new thing to think about in in regards to social network is what voice is doing with building something on top of uh blockchain and having yeah. and having just just data uh publicity, which is the opposite of privacy, but there's a there's a certain yeah. level of security. I think we uh, oftentimes and I'm speaking personally here cuz I just did it, we uh synonymize privacy and security as the same mm. thing. Uh, and so I, what's interesting about your question, I was initially going to answer it one way and I realized that I was interpreting it um, not private, but secure. Uh, and so I don't know what a private social network looks like. I mean, I do think uh, it's something like what we've talked about recently with WhatsApp with security um, or with, uh, like group messaging where there's something more controlled. So it's smaller, which yep. is an interesting thing to mention and talk about moving into. Uh, Cause I don't know how you get privacy 
privacy and large just don't go together. Yep. And so I don't even know that I can creatively think about what a private social platform would be, but it yep. would almost feel boring. <laughs> like I almost hesitate to say that, but it's almost like, but why? Because yes. one of my least favorite things is when I find an Instagram account that's private and it's like, guys, this is social media. Like you can't like just by the nature of you being here, uh, there's something wrong with that. And so I'm curious how it clearly, if that's where the world is going and that's what we want, I think it's interesting. But when you set up barriers, it's hard to be social when there are barriers that are set up. Yeah. Do you have thoughts? I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued because Facebook doesn't, you know, uh, you know, they don't just go after things randomly. Um, right. They, and, and so I, I think and to throw it in with AR and VR, I, I don't you know, know are huge focuses for them. Yeah. Uh, it's, I feel like it, that's the big tease from my perspective. When I, when I read this, I was like, I really wonder what he's, what he's talking about. And is it maybe where you have a code and you give people, you know, a code and you can only interact. Is it like WhatsApp? Is it, I don't know, man. I, Do you I'm, think it could play off of like portal? Cause, cause I'm thinking about like, that is very private. Like I wouldn't want to be having my portal conversations, but I want to have a lot of portal conversations. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like there's people that I would want to talk to uh, in that medium in that way. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know at that point, are we taking liberties calling it a social network? I'm, I'm trying to read back and see what he, what he said. Yeah. Well, and, and, a, a, yeah, a so private we'll social down. platform that it's almost yeah. like the uh, the what what's that brand? It's like I've seen people with the shirts, the social social club or the yeah. the anti social social club. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you have a private social. I don't that those two words don't go together. So I'm just yeah. really curious what that looks like. And, and I think well, time will have to tell. Um, and yeah, so we'll have to see. I did just going back to privacy is a big deal, but he's saying yes. a private social network. Yeah. Um, and so it's a set, it's a new thing or it's a new private social network. So it's not a new feature. I don't think so. It's a new network. Yeah, totally. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting. Now, privacy is a big part of all yes. of the platforms. And we're seeing that with like end to end encryption on, on messenger. Yeah. When I was at, I, I randomly ended up at a meeting at Facebook's offices here in New York last week, maybe two weeks ago. And uh, with the head of Oculus uh, relationships or anyways, he, Craig guy. Yeah. And he, but he was saying the big focus at Facebook right now is portal integrating into business. Um, and so portal, we got portals at, we got a portal at our house. We got a portal at, uh, we gave one to all the grandparents and all the aunts and uncles for our family to communicate. It's incredible um, connected to our TVs. And uh, I think businesses having this portal thing, I, I just think Facebook is taking what they're doing from from like like to replace zoom like they're gunning at yeah. zoom yes yeah. they're gunning at zoom and it makes sense i mean it's 99 dollars for this thing to connect to my tv if i could connect conference room to conference room right i'm, I'm looking at a thousand bucks what i've done with hardware with zoom and this yeah, no thing follows me around our living room in a high definition video it's unbelievable that's actually really interesting. I, I'm yeah. even going back thinking about, should I get rid of my Zoom subscription right now uh, and use the budget for a portal? Anyways, that's and interesting. Just use, just use Facebook Messenger to do calls because you can totally. do so much with- Which Messenger. we do anyways with our phones. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Let's keep going, Aaron. I'll jump into yeah. the next section. I'll, I'll pop yeah, in here. This decade, I'm going to take 
a longer term focus rather than having year to year challenges. I've tried to think about what I would, what I hope the world and my life will look like in 2030 so I can make sure I'm focusing on those things. By then, if things go well, my daughter Max will be in high school. We'll have the technology to feel truly present with another person no matter where they are. And scientific research will have helped cure and prevent enough diseases to extend our average life expectancy by another 2.5 years. Here are some of the things that I think will be important in the next decade. Really so, quick, just yeah. super quick. The one thing yep. that jumped right off the page we, in uh, the paragraph above that I read, he talks about AR, VR, and then he makes the statement, um, well, actually two things. I really like how he says the statement, I can make sure that I'm focusing on those things in 2030. So he's, he, is, he is looking down the road, not getting caught up in the, in the little things of today, but really focusing on what's going to go by the wayside and what's going to hold. That's, that's just a good principle uh, that we should have as leaders anyways. But yeah. then he says, uh, we'll have the technology to feel truly present with another person, no matter where they are. So that's, that is unbelievable to me where proximity, he is saying proximity does not matter and will yeah. not matter the closer we get to 2030. Proximity, yeah. physical closeness. That's unbelievable. It is. And, and I think though, Aaron, as you have interacted with used virtual reality, yeah. I think the more you use VR, the more you can begin to understand what that means. And that might not mean that you, when you go into VR land, you can almost forget that you're a human. You know, yes. like you almost become that avatar and the way you interact with other avatars um, is very uh, personal. Yes. And so, you, you know, I, I, can, I can begin to understand what that looks like. It's, it's strange to conceptualize, but I think it is, uh, it's, it's very cool in some ways. It's overwhelming in others and, you know, yes. maybe unhealthy uh, in others as, as these new technologies become. Um, yes. all right, I'm going to jump in it. So then, then he breaks up Aaron into several different paths. Um, and so maybe, maybe we'll just kind of skim through these and we'll highlight yeah. the, the, the path, um, and then see what we think about each area. So, so the these are the thing, things that he has deemed as important for the next decade. Any kind of titles. Decade. On. Yeah. So this is, I mean, we can, he's speaking into what we can expect from Facebook over the next decade. Yep. So generational change generational change. And so I'll, let me explain this a little bit. It says, when I started Facebook, one of the many reasons I cared about giving people a voice was that I thought I would empower my generation, which I felt had important things to say and weren't being listened to enough. It turned out it wasn't just my generation that felt marginalized and needed more voice though. And those tools have given power to lots of different groups across society. So yeah. at the end of the day, he wants to give a voice to all generations. Um, and, and this is where social media was transformative of mass media controlled change in many ways where now everyone can have a voice. Aaron, any thoughts on that generational change? That yeah, I think, it's, I think it's important to think generationally. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a novel thing that he wants to tackle. Um, never, especially with the, the, the term of okay boomer and uh, Prior to that, let's not forget uh, the, the negative stigma surrounding what a millennial is. There has never been a more focused, because of how rapid things are changing, there has never been a bigger focus on the generations and what generation did you grow up in. And I think that is really valid because it 
people are all living together 10 years apart, living in completely different worlds and the experiences of growing up in completely different worlds. And so um, I think it's really great that his focus is on the generations because I think that is only going to increase, not decrease, <laughs> where we might even be looking at uh, having to name generations like every five years because it's just such a different world yeah. Yeah. Uh, to grow up in. And so I think it's really good that uh, the, the overarching idea that we need to focus on um, collaborating these generations together and not pitting them against each other, which ironically uh, social media does. But I think the goal of Facebook is not for that to happen, but for there to be meaningful and rich conversations. And so to take a, to, to take a stab at trying to tie all of those together, um, which, it, which we, you know, being a, a Bible audience, uh, appreciate because there's value in the young and the, the Bible values the young. And it also says there's value in the old, but they need each other. Uh, and so that's what I hear Mark talking about here. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I think, and this is where I think Mark Zuckerberg is, people will, he's, I, to me, it doesn't feel like he's about like, let's see how big we can grow so I can make more money. He's giving yeah. away, just like Bill Gates. Yeah. very generously, uh, the majority of his money. I mean, I think he's obviously going to be okay. Um, but he, he's really passionate about education, uh, housing, healthcare, uh, the environment. These are good things. Uh, these are things that I think Jesus, you know, are important yes. to Jesus and for us as Christians. Um, and he gives us a voice and different people have different opinions. And um, I think that's cool. The other thing that he says in the last line is, over the next decade, we'll focus more on funding and giving a platform to younger entrepreneurs, scientists, and leaders to enable these changes. And so as, as an entrepreneur, that excites me. Um, yeah. and, and I think what that means, because as an entrepreneur, I know how hard it is of dealing with tax, dealing with funding, do, you know, like insurance and um, like with a family, it's, it's tough. Um, yes. and people don't take risks because they don't have the re it's so much harder. Now I believe it's easier today than it's ever been. I'm, I can't imagine 30 years ago trying to start a company and start a business and right. you know, manage some of those, uh, functions. So I think, um, yeah, very cool. He wants to create generational change and that to me feels very positive, um, and empowering many voices at that conversation. Aaron, you want to jump into the next one? Yeah, the next thing that he talks about for his focus is a new private social platform. His first line is, the internet gave us the supreme power of being able to connect with anyone, anywhere. This is incredibly empowering and means that our relationship and opportunities are no longer confined to just where we live. Now, uh, we're now a part of a community with billions of people in it. With all the dynamic the dynamicism, culture, and economic opportunity that brings. Uh, and so then this is, the, this is the key right here. But being part of such a large community, uh, and all of our audience is about to be able to relate to what's said next, creates its own challenges and makes us crave intimacy. Yes. When I grew up in a small town, it was easy to have a niche and a sense of purpose. But with billions of people, it's harder and harder to find your unique role. So the, the new private social platform might look more like, I mean, I guess as I'm kind of refining my original statement, uh, might just be more niche, which would almost point to like groups or private groups, which hopefully most of us and listeners here to this podcast have created with our churches. What do you think, Nels? 
Yeah, I, I think um, I think it speaks to, you know, and I hear this a lot, is that today we have a lot of friends, but fewer good friends. Yes. Uh, or or we're, we can touch a lot of people or we can have a very lo- large voice, but not a very deep voice. And, you know, my mentor here in New York, Pete Scazzaro, often just talks about like how, how we want to impact people in a deep personal way, in a yes. deep spiritual way. Um, and so I, I think this is almost speaking of that of what I hear when I, in the, what he's saying here. And even the last line, it says, uh, our digital social environment environments will feel very different over the next five plus years, reemphasizing private interactions and helping us build the smaller communities we all need in our lives. Yeah. And so, and you even see a focus on Facebook groups right now. Totally. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're probably, you know, we need mass communication, but really what we need is, is in what social side of it is we need close personal intimate relationships. Yeah. That's good for us as humans. And so he wants to enable that. And I agree with that. I think that's a very yeah. good focus for social media moving forward. But I don't want to take away the big either. Uh, I want both, but yeah. in their respective areas, but it would be interesting to have that because then you'd be able to have some sort of, I mean, Google has done a great job of this. I have a Google pixel too. They've just done a good job of digital well-being, And so there's certain things, apps you can turn off. And if you had your public social large app, like he's talking about, like a Facebook, and you were able to turn that off, but you were able to still function with your phone on a more private social app, which is what he's talking about. That would just be really interesting to me where you're actually able to start breaking up some of those conversations. Cause right now it's all one big mess. Uh, and there's some meaningful notifications you get, some aren't, but they're all coming from the same places. So that's really interesting it is. how that will play out. And um, he talks about decentralizing opportunity. And I know this is a big uh, one that you get excited about Nils. Uh, I think he talks about Libra in here. This is, this is a long one right here, but uh, just uh, and, and Nils won't do the plug, but I will. You should buy Nils and Nick's book, uh, Crypto for Good, um, that just really talks about the, the, the idea of decentralizing in specifics to money. Um, but the, the whole concept of decentralizing power is an interesting one. And, and so Nils, do you have thoughts on the decentralizing opportunity that Mark talks about? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think we're we're going through an economic change in our world, and I think this is a big deal for churches to be paying attention to. And it's why Nick and I wrote our book. Um, is is what's happening in the world of cryptocurrency is is crazy. <laughs> uh, people are just creating money, um, and it's not governed. And and governance is important, and and I think people have a hard time with Facebook as a company being in charge of money. And that's a lot of, that's, they've already got a lot of power. This is a whole lot more power. That's right. Um, and there's, it's going to be interesting, but they're focused on it. Um, I think if there's one area that I'm glad they're focusing on, I think this is a, a smart focus. Uh, but but it, it is one of those areas that, that I begin to raise a flag of like, is Facebook really too powerful? Uh, because yeah, that's yeah. become a debate of, you know, they own so much of our data. They, they control so much of the advertising opportunities globally. Um, and it, are they too powerful, you know, uh, as a company? And then if they're, they're also a, a money company, uh, that's going to be interesting. Now, they, they've even said, we'll spin this up and we're going to only own 1% of it. I think that's interesting. Um, and I like that. I um, And it seems like they more want their platforms to be the center of Right. commerce which t- makes me wonder if they're trying to compete with 
Amazon, you know, moving yeah. into the future. Uh, it's, it's an interesting statement, but obviously we know with Libra that they're focused on this new currency. Yes. Um, and so we'll see, we'll see what that means. Um, it's going to be interesting, but if you think that currency as it is a U.S. dollar and, and a euro is going to be the currency of the next century, um, I think you are badly mistaken. You better buy. Um, you better go and buy Nils and Nick's book <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah, we make a pretty good case for why that's not going to be the case. Just follow yeah. Nils on Instagram, and you'll uh, get updates. Yeah, <laughs> mostly when it's doing good. Sad faces and tears when it's not doing well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, early Bitcoin, stages. Bitcoin's in, at the center right now, and I, I just yeah. don't think Bitcoin is the future of currency. Right. Um, and I think Libra has a, has a very significant chance. So we'll see. But that's that's a focus over the next decade. So that's a big deal. The next one here, I think, is is pretty interesting. I it's might be out next, of my water here. The next computing platform. Um, and it says the technology platform of 2010s was the mobile phone. Uh, we yeah. saw that for sure. Uh, the, and you thought about even Facebook switching from a computer to mobile and how much we use it now on, on our mobile devices. The platform of the 2000s before that was the web. Um, yep. And the 1990s was the desktop computer. Each computing platform became more ubiquitous, accessible, and natural first to interact with. Uh, and then he goes on basically to say, uh, at some point in the 2020s, we will get breakthrough augmented reality glasses that will redefine our relationships with technology and kind of goes into VR and AR as basically what mobile phones were over the last 10 years, uh, that that's what VR and AR and probably AR glasses, like what you see in HoloLens or Google Glass, but in a different format. And even Amazon's now come out with some glasses that are just audio, uh, but they've got a computer in them. Uh, yes. And I think that's important to understand that that's coming. Um, and that's not, you know, uh, yeah. So that's, they're, they're talking about putting glasses on our face. Yes. Uh, so the, nah. It's just interesting, right? Because this is where some people choose to draw the line. Like you were like, no, Facebook with money. I might, I might hold up a flag here. I'm not comfortable with Facebook, maybe monopolizing all of the different areas of my life. Uh, some people very quickly draw the line here where it's like, no, 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 no. Something over my eyes, interacting with a world that isn't there. The idea that we're going to have chips implanted in us or something, right? Uh, contact lenses. Um, I tend to be on the opposite end of that where I'm like, this is unbelievable. I, I really can't wait for this. Yeah. But I, what he's talking about, it is really hard to even understand. I mean, I, I remember 2010 and I, I remember just having what was called a dumb phone, not a smartphone. Yeah. And I, I lived in that world. I had that thing and I, and the world I live in now has already made me forget what that was like to not have apps on my phone, to not be able to access the internet on my phone. But there was a, clearly a world where I was okay with not having any of that on my phone. Yeah. Uh, and so when I think about the future, what am I going to be doing where I can't even believe I was okay with a phone. Yes. And it and it makes me think it has to be something that I don't have to hold. It has to be something that isn't inconveniencing me uh, with having to tap even like having like it should my phone or whatever it is should just know <laughs> what I need when I need it, uh, how to do it, my routines, those sorts of things. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. It's I don't I can't even make a guess at what it would be. But glasses are an easy thing to to think about or contacts. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's you know, and one of the things that's interesting from a shift at Facebook is I still remember an interview with Mark Zuckerberg, and it was probably seven or eight years ago, where they said, "Is Facebook?" There's a lot of rumors that Facebook was going to come out with a phone, and so the Facebook phone. And, and they asked him like, is Facebook? And he's like, no, we're not a hardware company. We're a software right. company. We make a website and an apps. Uh, we don't make hardware. Well, then they bought Oculus. They yes. got into the hardware game. They're clearly not, you know, backing out of the hardware right. game. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're in the hardware game. And I, and I think they, that, that was the only way for them to say, no, we're not. They, they said, no, we're not in the hard, hardware game. The uh, translation for that would be, no, we're not going to make something archaic like a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're making future technology, Bingo. not, uh, not exactly. things that you are. Think this there. is the pinnacle. This is not the pinnacle. Uh, yeah. That's I don't, I don't know what that looks like, but it is interesting. Yeah. And then, and then it gets into more theoretical here uh, in the yeah. next point, Aaron, and this is this is interesting, um, and I think I think this is maybe where some Christians are going to have uh, some some issues as well. And he says, "New forms of governance." Yes, uh, is the title. One of the big questions for the next decade is, how should we govern the large new digital communities that the internet has enabled? Yep. Platforms like Facebook have made trade-offs on social values we all hold dear, like between free expression and safety, or between yep. privacy and law enforcement. So. On and on. Um, one way to in the next paragraph. One way to address this is through regulation. As long as our governments are seen as legitimate, rules established right. through a democratic process could add more legitimacy and trust than rules defined by companies alone. So what Aaron? So he's getting into basically how do you govern Facebook? Uh, yeah. How do you govern social media? It sounds like he's saying maybe rules and regulations yeah. are helpful. Um, what I like about these yeah. paragraphs here is he's essentially um, outlining the difficulty that he, like he's exposing this. He has all this in his head. He is exposing the difficulty of going into a courtroom and talking about something because all of this is in his head. Yep. And so part of the reason, let alone public speaking, part of the reason that Mark Zuckerberg might look so uncomfortable is because he's simultaneously thinking about theory, all of these processes, which he clearly has a way better grasp on than I do for sure. Uh, and then possibly even people in the courtroom, but what's being talked about in those settings of legality are so archaic, like they can't govern. Our current models cannot govern what is happening, but they're trying. And so I think a lot of the stuff that we're experiencing right now with Mark being in the news uh, and Facebook as a company being in the news for, um, they're trying to be governed by means that cannot govern them. And so I think it's interesting that he wants to go there. I think it's smart that he puts something in there. And I was thinking about this earlier when you were talking, Nils, can, uh, in regards to the monopoly idea of Facebook just monopolizing everything, can that happen innocently or can it be malicious or is it can it only be malicious because it seems like when he writes this it's like he's stumbling into monopoly by accident and then he has it in his hands and he's like but i want to handle it the best way possible i don't want to take advantage of you but yeah. i don't know if you can accidentally monopolize the world but that's like what he's talking about um i don't know 
it's it, this is this is where this is going things are going to get really really interesting in the next decade um and and obviously mark zuckerberg going in front of congress and doing the things he did uh over the last year or two it's um i think he's a good guy i think he's well intentioned yeah. i think he's also sometimes can be arrogant and can come across yeah, yeah. as arrogant and um and i think I th- you know one of the things that's also happened with Libra is they were going to be based in the United States because of all the stuff of the government. They've actually decided to be based in Singapore now, I believe not in the United States. Fascinating. And, and I think that has to do with him almost saying that I don't know that the government is yes. competent enough to regulate us. We need regulation. I'm not arguing with that. Yes. Um, but the people that are making decisions around regulation um, aren't competent in understanding what we do and how this works yes. to create effective regulation. So I, I think that's how, you know, I think we all agree like um, government, you know, like laws are a yeah. good thing. Rules are totally. a good thing. They, they create good structure for, for our, our culture and, and, and our countries. And, and those that have a bad structure, you know, fall apart or bad leadership. And yes. Um, and the internet is a new world and it, and it needs, it needs healthy governance. And I, I think Facebook has generally done a very good job of keeping, of creating good, safe places for people to interact. And there, there's obviously issues that have happened and mistakes that have been made. Sure. And, um, so, man, I don't know. I think, I think this is an area though, that is a lot of red flags and for churches are we can be penalized in some ways and right like you can't run political ads now. Um, are, yeah. are we going to stop being able to run religious ads? Right. Uh, we don't know what some of these government policies will be uh, on the internet uh, and on social networks going into the future. And so, but it is a priority um, obviously here to Mark Zuckerberg over the next decade. So yeah, yeah I don't know. That's, that's the state of the union for Mark Zuckerberg. Some big news, uh, some exciting yes. news, some interesting news. Um, but I think I think what we know is social media will continue developing. Yes. It will continue changing. New ministry opportunities will be birthed every day, and ministry opportunities that exist today might not exist again uh, tomorrow right. or still tomorrow because That's right. things change. Um, yeah. And we don't know where this is all going, but Mark gives a pretty robust plan yes. here. Um, or outline as to where he but it all, all boils down to relationships, right? And that is what we're in the business of both connecting people in relationship with Jesus, but also finding Jesus and growing in that through relationships with each other. Uh, yes. And so nothing that Mark states here is in uh, direct opposition to that. And yes. so we, so to, to, to go back to what you talked about at the top of this episode, Mark is, and Facebook in a way are for us and for yes. what we're doing. Uh, and when, when we look at it simply that way, um, there's more opportunities to partner and figure out, okay, how can we spread the gospel by connecting people in relationship with each other, pointing to Jesus, um, through Facebook. And I, I can't wait for this next, next decade because I think Facebook is going to do some heavy lifting for us mm-hmm. in regards to technology so that we're able to think creatively and keep tuning into this podcast because we'll help you think creatively as well. Uh, how we can do that better uh, as we go through 2020, 21, 22, all the way to 30. Um, 
and you guys will be well prepared as leaders of yeah. religious church organizations uh, to bring Jesus to people. Yeah, Aaron, I was, I was just looking and, and my first, I was, I was, uh, GJ Chuang started this podcast seven years ago. And so I was looking at our first interview uh, that he recorded with me uh, seven years ago. Wow. And uh, this conversation has been taking place and maturing and changing and developing. Yeah, can we just talk about how long seven years feel? We're talking, yes. Mark Zuckerberg is talking about a decade here and we're talking about this podcast being seven years old and it feels ancient, right? Yeah. It really does. I mean, it, it, um, that was early day. I mean, in many ways that was early days of Facebook. Um, and so while face, yeah. So that was basically half of Facebook's life has been lived now since that first conversation with DJ seven years ago. Had you even written the social media guide yet? No. Well, that I was probably had just started writing it. That's an interesting ask. Uh, yeah, that was probably right. Like, when think I was about that. Guys. Think about that. We're we're closer to half a decade with you writing a book on how to interact with social media, and we're already talking about things ten years down down the road. Uh, it's unbelievable what happens wow. in five years, even two years. You know? Yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy days. It will be interesting and exciting, and we're going to be here. Uh, this, That's I'm, right. I'm committed to this, uh, yes. and or I'm committed to handing this off to somebody who will steward this um, for the long haul because social media is not going anywhere. That's Ministry right. opportunities online aren't going anywhere. They're only increasing, um, and we want to help uh, be the guides to help you uh, find the right path for your church and be ahead of these technologies and maximizing to accomplish your ministry goals. Uh, so thanks so much uh, for listening to this episode of the Social Media Church Podcast. Make sure you go to the website, socialmedia.church. We got a free resource there. You, you, you'll want to download. Um, go check out all the links. And the, you know we'll have a link to this post from Mark Zuckerberg there in the show notes and, and other in Libra and all the other things that we talked about. So go get that information. Uh, go connect. Go listen to some other podcasts. And go connect with other people and, and serve your church and community well on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on the next episode.